Sharp, man. I am vibe worthy, vibe worthy, vibe Check this out, we back again. Yes, we are. Beats, rounds, and poetry, man. Once again, this is DJ Sharp. This is my dope-ass guest right here, Vibe Worthy. What's going on? Y'all good? Yes, sir. How you feeling? Yeah, man, I'm feeling great. Feeling good. Feeling great. What we got today? We have a special guest, and he goes by the fluent one. And I would love if you would share a piece of your mind with our wonderful audience. Would you like to? Sure. How about... um. <clears throat> A piece of advice. Awesome. So a couple of years back, and I was talking with one of my friends, yes, sir. Eric, and he said the key to playing a perfect masterpiece is never to hit the wrong notes. A mistake will crumble in your senses like a mountain tumbling. At age 13, he sat in front of a piano, a concert for the Houston Grand Opera, tuxedo pressed, family in attendance, everything seemed a perfect note. His fingers do exactly what his mind tells him mistake. A pause where there shouldn't have been one. An unexpected rest. He recovers. It's okay. Everyone stumbles. It's only natural to make mistakes. He lifts himself from his perch, removes himself, and walks into the doctor the next day, says, surely this must be some type of mistake. Doctor corrects him multiple sclerosis. The rhythm of this classical melody begins to turn into a ragtime jazz, eventually determined not to let his body deter his passion. He leverages the remaining dexterity of his left hand as he wow. composes a new score, lifting a viola and note. Even when the wheelchair seats him intermittently, note. Even when the Alzheimer's drugs kick in, note. When he's forced to leave MIT early. When his short-term memory continues to relapse. When every last note seems like it is octaves at his range, you can hear it. And the final dexterity in the finale of his final concert and at the end. He bows his head as if in defeat, knowing that this time he has played one too many mistakes. Because he can hear an entire mountain range crumbling, but he's wrong. It is the crowd. Standing in ovation, a tribute that lasts for minutes, a reminder that as long as you live your life like it's a masterpiece, that can never be a wrong note. That was amazing. And that was some wonderful words from the fluent one, and we're gonna get right into our interview and get to know you a little bit better. So, what is your preparation for a show now compared to when you first began? Who um, part of that now yes, is sir. trying to see what poems are still on the cusp of being recovered? Because yes. uh, I took about a four-year hiatus in performing, mm -hmm. and so with that, it's like okay. I don't have 30 poems memorized at the ready anymore. Right. It might be close to a dozen. And then with that, it's like, all right, maybe you can pull something a little bit out of the archives, but it requires a lot of polish. Yeah. And that continuous performance, you know, builds on each other. Even if you're not performing the same poem time after time again, mm -hmm. just being constantly on the stage yes. is going to change you. You have someone who can be an average poet 
you put them on a stage a thousand times in a row, they become they're, they're great yeah. uh-huh. at their performance, yeah. whether the writing is improved or not. But eventually, with them going and seeing other people, they're going to continue to improve. So for me, I've been lacking that. And I'm having to get back into that space of continuous improvement. You can't just continue to do the same things that you used to of do. Of course, yeah. Do you have any, like, rituals or special trinkets that you have to have before a show or anything you do before a show before you perform I just try to take everything out of my pockets (laughs) all right okay Uh, I'm super ADD so it's like Uh something I feel it moving or whatever then that bothers me and it's always about trying to actually silence my mind so that I can do the piece but it's always crazy whenever I see like a recording of myself especially when I mess up it's like okay in my head this took 30 seconds and Uh the entire world stopped and then you see it and it's like no that was about a quarter of a second like you see where you blinked yeah that was like the whole thought process right Mm -hmm. there would you being raised in or born in Boston how is that, does that differentiate from you living in Houston and how has it inspired your craft? Um, really hasn't changed anything. I moved down here when I was five. Okay, yeah. No. So I'm pretty much raised like Is there Houston. anything that stuck from Boston? Um, no. No? Uh, the family's not even from Boston, really. That's where, right. my, that's where my parents went to college. So gotcha. my dad went to MIT, my mom went to BU. Mm-hmm. Um, they met at church and they decided to start a family there. Have two younger siblings and my dad got a job transfer to Houston so we came down here in 89 All right. what is your definition of fluid so <laughs> as it relates to the name or uh, just in general how, wherever you want to go with it well also how it relates to the name the, yes the fluent one okay so um, back in 2005, Apple had, uh, well, they do it every summer. It's called the uh, Worldwide Developer Conference. And at least back in that time, they used to always go to the same uh, building in San Francisco. And you'd have uh, programmers from all around the world come up for the conference. And they give you little things to, you know, take home the souvenirs. Yeah. Souvenirs. So they, they had a poster from that particular conference. Okay. And it was like a picture of a laptop, but it had like, the laptop was made from uh, just excerpts of different programming languages, right? Okay, cool. And so the top of it was fluent in every language. Now, the reason why I got into poetry was because one of my best friends, Outspoken Bean, and uh-huh. we did not like each other at first. Like, we was just button heads, whatever. Uh-huh. But one of the fundraising projects we were doing for the SLAM team uh, back in 2007 yep. was uh, a DVD. Oh. And when me and Bean met, I was a DJ. I was DJing an event. He was the host. Years? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's like at the time I was already working for NASA. Um, he's over at the house and he sees this poster. And he's like, man, you're like that poster because you're fluent in everything. Mm-hmm. Like we're working on a DVD. Yes, we're doing yes. this. You're doing poetry now. Like you're the poster. So mm-hmm. you should scrap that name you're trying to go by. What were trying to go by? This is this is what I'm being vulnerable and open. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I was originally just going to use the name that people were saying on the basketball court and that was J Train. 
All right, J Train. Because every time I was driving, I was throwing elbows. So oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> All right, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. So, no. You give me basketball player when you walk in. J Train. Um, appreciate it. Uh -huh. All right. We're going to get into our next segment, which is called This or That. I'll ask you this or that, and you just answer swiftly, and we'll get through it. If you feel like you need to say something extra about it, go ahead, but it's just a swift little game. Okay. Ready? Can we get some background music? Yeah, Please, a little bit, razzle-dazzle. Little bit of this. Calm down. All right, no electronics or no sight. I think the good ones that would really make you say, uh, <laughs> No electronics or no eyesight. You can be blind, but you got off. <laughs> and that's my greatest fear. Really? You can't use the electronics without the world kicking. Whiskey or. Whiskey. <laughs> I said whiskey or your current job. <laughs> you work for NASA. It's been 17 years. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, dancing in the rain or rolling in the snow? The rain. I hate the cold. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Celtics or Rockets? Speaking of Gar uh, Kevin Garnett. Oh, Who's better right now? That's why you're picking. Is there a reason to pick up the oh, ones? Okay, all right. Who you picking? Who's better right now? You, you tell me. All right, Rockies, okay. Voicemails. Voicemails are handwritten letters. Uh, voicemails because most handwritten letters have bad handwriting and I'm just like, You're type A. <laughs> type A. All right. Tacos or pizza? Uh, tacos. Miami or Vegas? Uh, I'm going with Miami for the humidity. Alright. Kanye or Pete? <laughs> Pete. Why Pete? Pete's honest with his mental illness. There you go. Mirror to all souls or fountain of youth? Fountain of youth. Stay young forever. Vampire. Alright. Rewind. <laughs> Rewind time or stop time? Stop. Alright. What year would you stop it in? For a whole year? No, just like ability to stop it needed. Anytime. Enjoy the moment. Gotcha. Produce movies or produce music? Movies. I, I, I knew you would say that. Rocket to space or theme park with Kit Cudi? Rocket to space. Not a theme park to th <laughs> with Kit Cudi? Alright, I believe you. <laughs> change one law or change one body feature? Change a law or change a body feature. Um, and it happens immediately. Sure, we could go with change a law. What law? There are so Ooh, many that that, so that, many. That, that that affect like people's What would ability. you want to make a change on? I have no personal preference. There's just enough. All right. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you for playing this or that. And now we're going to get into our interview. Could you tell the audience why NASA is a big part of your life and how that came about? Uh, my father works there, mm -hmm. or worked there. All right. um, I grew up next to JSC, oh. so the neighborhood is 
right there. Um, lots of astronauts were in the neighborhood, friends with the children, etc. Um, Godmother's an astronaut. Um, That's so cool. So it's space in general has always kind of just been around. Right. Uh, wasn't necessarily something that I was driven towards. Like, oh, hey, I want to do this specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it really kind of came from uh, my college roommate coming back to me like a year later and saying, hey, I'm working at this spot. You should come through because we're hiring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you get the recommendation, you get a little extra yeah, bonus money. So he got a little, what was it, like $250 That's or something like that, right? Yes. So uh, I was like, all right, cool. Um, started working in 2004 mm-hmm. and been continuing working, uh, transitioned from that, that part-time college workspace to yeah. full-time okay. after graduation. You love it? I do. You love what you do? It is nice to be able to look up into the sky and see your work. Nice quote. I hope I can quote that one day. Um, Do you like the movie Interstellar? Interstellar was... Just because um, you work at NASA, I would think that you would have a liking to it. Um, Interstellar was was one of the better ones. Uh Uh-huh. I think so. Space Cowboys? No. No? Nah. Nah. Um, The Martian. All right, yeah, I watched The Martian. I, I can deal with that. Um, can't stand gravity. gravity. I watched Gravity. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I, I remember seeing the commercial, and I was just like, no, 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 that's not... That's not even close to how any of this works. Uh-huh, because you know the real deal. Right. So what did you think about Don't Look Up? Um, Actually, Don't Look Up was fairly accurate. Really? Uh, Isn't that scary? How accurate? Uh, Don't Look Up was fairly accurate. Oh. Um, the the only thing is, for the most part, uh-huh. um, you don't have to worry about rogue comets. Gotcha. But at least they did use the appropriate comet and not an asteroid, the way that a lot of people like to do for movies. It's so intelligent. I feel like I can learn a lot being in your presence for 30 minutes. It's just lots of information. I'm an encyclopedia. I'm an encyclopedia. I wouldn't say intelligent. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> I got you. You DJ for 15 years, videography yeah. for 22 years, and you're involved in photography, and you're working on your craftsmanship for carpentry. Carpentry. How do you manage all those things, and what keeps you motivated to want to learn about new things constantly? Don't sleep ADD. Mm. Um, I'm older now, so sleep is a little more unwelcome uh it happens right uh sleep schedule is currently completely in trash um but when i was doing everything at the same time um that was just the the consistency right Mm -hmm. uh for example like thursdays i used to go to uh austin neo soul for about two and a half years every thursday every thursday consistently To the point where I was there more than some of the resident Austin poets, and they were like, you know, introducing me to other people. Were like, oh, hey, this is a uh, uh-huh. fluent one. Uh-huh. He used to work in NASA in Houston, but he lives in Austin now. No, I don't. No, I just no, don't I was, remember I'm still there. Yeah. Like, how? <laughs> it's like drive out, perform, uh-huh. get back on the road, be at work by 9 a.m., um, go DJ an event go record something. And it was just consistent on doing things like that. 
uh, the ADD is like hyper focus, right? So it's, it's like, like a something. Power. It's a superpower. Kind yeah, of it, is. it is. You know, you jump into something and people are like, oh, you're, you're distracted, so you can't possibly like learn something. And it's not that we get distracted; it's just we become super hyper focused on whatever it is at the at, at the moment, right? So it's like, for example, like when I walk in, it's immediate. I go to all the equipment. Uh, whenever I go to a club, the first thing I would always do is go straight to the DJ booth, introduce myself to the DJ, see what he was spinning on, and then I would listen to what his mix style was mm-hmm. and, you know it's just consistent like that and so that kind of leads into you know something new uh, whenever I'm learning something there's so much available information like with people and on the internet that you can just dive right in yes. and go for hours and hours yes. you're a shapeshifter and uh, as an Aries how many times can a person ask you a question before you explode. Oh, because Aries are short tempered. No. No. How many times can a person ask you the same question before you're just like, Ugh. I mean, you get one time to ask the question. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna explode. Right? Like, but it's just like uh, you're tuned out the conversation now. Yeah, the, uh-huh. the ADD will kick in. So one time. Yeah, one one time. Well, I knew it was gonna be one. Yeah, but Part two. But those uh, those explosions. Nah. You cool. control it. Mild, yeah, mild you control man. it. Anger management it. works. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Until All right. it doesn't. <laughs> well, let's get into our two by two segment. Two songs from each co-host where we give artists some shine, underground or known, but we want to give them some spotlight because we thought they were pretty cool. So, you want to kick it off, Mr. DJ Sharp, or well, you want me to? Well, no, you go ahead and kick it off. Man. All right. Well, well I have uh, some affirmation music for your soul by Miss Tony Jones and this song is called Free Me. You can find her on Instagram at I am Tony Jones with a I T O I T O N I Tony Jones and this song is called Free Me. She's so dope, y'all. Free me. She makes me feel good on a daily basis. Tony Jones. Texas Fleet Week, man. She killed the stage. All and right. Man. So this one right here, and she's on the uh, Texas Fleet mixtape. So this is Alexis Finley. It's called All Me. All right, All, all Me, Alexis. Yes. yes. 
As we keep it moving, dropping Lexus Philly. Hold me, let's ride. Different, just like her I like that singing. 
What still excites you about engineering words? So the fun thing is taking the shape, the editing process. Um, you have like an idea or concept and you put it down and it's like, all right, but it's the first, at least for me, it's like the first run through, it's like, mm, there's potential, but it's not, it's not there. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, you go through and it's like the process of moving things around and, and applying different literary devices and then going with that and then actually seeing the final product. And so to go from, all right, here was what the concept was and here's what the final product is. And then to say, ooh, but look at what those transitions are. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you have to, it's not an immediate thing. It's a, a step away. Uh, for example, the, the there's a poem that I wrote right before I stopped and I just kind of got up to the excited, look, I just wrote this poem and I'm going to put it out on the stage because I like to do new pieces every time I yes. do a feature set. Oh, just, wow to always have something new for people who've been following, right? Yeah, yeah. And I left it there. And then I'd stopped performing after that. And so I never really finished the editing. And then I was asked to do like some romantic poems for Valentine's Day. And I was like, romantic poems that don't end in tragedy? Oh, I don't have any of those. Hold on, but I still need the money. You uh, the <laughs> Hallmark cards, because your word is like, like those with tragedy, love, you know, oh, yeah. how, you know what I'm saying? Look, the dark you know? love, people would buy those cards. Tired breakups, or, or, or you, 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 you can retire and make those cards for the rest of your life. I, I had a friend who did the Hallmark cards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see? Um, most poems come from conversations, the news, directed prompts. What has inspired you the most, and what's your go-to? Um, it just depends on what the focus is, uh, what I'm needing to do. Uh, when it's slam season, when I was doing things like on uh, VIP, uh, we had a consistent rule of your old work doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that's cool. So you're always bringing something new. Uh, so every practice was going to start off with a writing prompt, uh, whether that meant anything and something resulted from it or not mm -hmm. didn't matter sometimes you just got to get the cruft right. off yeah. get your brain right. like yeah. back yeah. into mm -hmm. you know that consistency uh those writing prompts could be literally like a news headline or it could be like take you know some random line like uh purple elephants balance galaxies on their tusks now write what based off of that and then get rid of the first line and wow. <laughs> you know the result is really all of your work right yeah. um there's lots of different types of prompts that we would go through and then also like collaboration but my favorite probably like my absolute favorite would be doing like collaborative group pieces yeah. um when when i got into poetry i loved seeing um, outspoken Bean and Nine do this poem together called Right for the Cause and it's just very dynamic they kind of like put it together pretty quick for themselves had a lot of fun choreography and there was nothing like it for me it was like poetry was just all that uh, Love Jones R&B candles right, that's slow right. and it's like ah no wait you can do poetry like that do you like more better blues the style of it, just like the live music and just the rant, like unprohibited spoken word, like that. I like. That. I would love to try something like that if I could just shake those nerves. I, I can appreciate it. Uh -huh. Um. You like that movie better than Love Jones? I never made it through Love Jones. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. <laughs> but that's not surprising. Though. From coming from you, based off our previous conversation, that's not. 
like you would turn it off. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Well, uh, I, I keep saying, like, I'm going to do it one day. But Don't be, I feel like you're not watching this because everybody wants you to watch it. It's like, I'm not. That's an Aries. My brother's like that. Man, no, I try I'm to watch. telling you, that's why you're not watching it. I try to watch it. It's just... You're finding shit to make, things to make you not want to watch it just because they're like, watch it. No, I'll, I'll check it out if it's, you know, people I'm upset. telling you to check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna try it again. <laughs> Let's get into our way with words freestyle session, Mr. DJ Sharp. I hope you forget this time. <laughs> I was like, make, make sure you remember this, this time. Give us instructions, hey, please. Yeah, man, look, it's way with words, right? This is when I bring these cards out, mm-hmm. and I just start throwing words at you, man. And you just catch the beat, and you might go maybe two, two, three, four bars, and then you're gonna throw it back to Brian. And then she go two, three, four bars, she'll throw it right back to you. But I stop the beat, and I tell you your next word, but I go ahead and give you your first word. Introduce directions. Before we start. <laughs> I give you your first word before we start. You go with it, you go with the word, and you just, you just flow. Whatever you want to say. I do not rhyme. Yep, they don't have no. We had poets that did not rhyme. They just kind of like, you know. And it was so real. I'm not rhyming, but I tried to make it. I give you your first word. Here comes. First word is time travel. Oh, lucky you, NASA, Interstellar. So How perfect. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to slow this beat focus. down a little bit. Let me focus. I might change the beat on you. I feel like he can handle that. You, you have fun. I'm here, I'm here to have fun with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here to have fun with you. He ain't worried. He's about to kill me. I'm going to kill you. I can feel it. You playing the right beat. Okay, he can't. I already know you're going to kill I'm Jeffrey. I'm Jay-Z. Do this and I can do that. 